Welcome to Chatting with Channing, the podcast for Chatting School that lets you, the listener, find out more by hearing from people throughout the school community. Each episode, you'll hear real stories from staff, from pupils, from parents and the school's alumni to give you a true reflection of life on Highgate Hill. In this episode, we're finding out about partnerships the school has and why these are so important. Jennifer Kung is the Director of Higher Education and Partnerships at school, so she liaises with various people both in school and outside of school. And she's joined by Andrew Sanalitro, CEO of Highgate Newtown Community Partners, a charity that works with a number of organisations in the North London area, including Channing. So we're going to find out just what this partnership is, how Channing connects with local schools in the area. We'll find out about the summer camp and why this is all so important for students at Channing. That's all coming up now. So come with me as we dive into partnerships with Jennifer Kung and Andrew Sanalitro. Jennifer, Andrew, thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. How are you both today? I'm very good, thank you. Fine, yes. <laughs> Great to have you with us here today. I'm really looking forward to hearing all about this, especially hearing about HNCP. We're going to find out more about that in a moment. But Jennifer, just first of all, tell us what the partnership program is at Channing. What's what's it all about? Yeah, I mean, it comes under several categories, really, but um, particularly the the cornerstone of the partnership is with HNCP and Brookfield Primary School, and that's our Education Plus program. Um, really, in a nutshell, it's considering students who perhaps they could be pupil premium um, or students who really have struggled uh, because of family circumstances and do not have the same opportunities as perhaps other students have, and we provide uh, opportunities for them. Uh, So that's one part of our partnership um, program. But we also have a partnership with St Aloysius College, which is just around the corner from us, and other state schools. But also not forgetting that uh, we have a growing relationship with uh, the local community um, and organisations. And that, of course, includes HNCP outside of the education program. Uh, So it's really about uh, Channing having a positive, mutually beneficial relationship with uh, organisations like HNCP and other local state schools. Okay, right. So it's a partnership programme and it's with a number of different organisations, one of them being HNCP. But you mentioned as well Brookfield Primary School. Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Brookfield Primary School uh, is a primary school that's very actually uh, physically I think geographically quite close to where HNCP is based. Um, And they have a cohort of students that, um, again, perhaps there's a group of students there who probably struggle a little bit. And uh, and this is just not on the academic front. I think we're also co- talking about cultural capital. Um, it's a state primary school, not very far away from us, really. And Laurel Robert, who's the head teacher there, uh, really in collaboration with HNCPs, come on board with Channing to see if we can provide clubs and activities not only for Brookfield students but also students in the local area. HNCP has quite a large catchment area and so we'd like to ensure that we're not just talking about students from Brookfield Primary School but we're also talking about students in the local community. Okay right got it. Now you mentioned HNCP a few times and of course we got Andrew here who's the CEO of HNCP. Andrew hello I'd love to find out more about Highgate Newtown Community partners tell us all about it 
So we're a charity that's been going since 1978. We're based in Highgate Newtown. It's an area which um, people may feel there's not high deprivation, but there is. And that's always hard for us as a charity called Highgate because people always ask, well, do you really need funding or what are you doing? So we do have to explain why we exist. So we're based in six different venues. We do a community lunch costing one pound. We buy our food from Waitrose and uh, Marks and Spencers. We want people to have the best quality. We do free under five stay and play each day. We offer free children's meals. We have Positive Futures, which helps people with debt and jobs. We do uh, keep fit. We do lots of lovely things, but the aim is to make things free, accessible, and for the whole community to be able to access. We're also very privileged. We have a brand new building, Camden Council's building, a seven and a half million pounds build, which will have a restaurant, cook school, laundry, hairdressers, nail bar, pottery, community hall, sports, climbing wall. People do ask me, well, why are you putting in a hairdresser's and a nail bar into a community centre and a laundry? Many people, those services have become luxury items and we want people to enjoy the new building, to go away feeling fabulous and to have access to a whole range of services which will improve their well-being, their mental health and their families. So really, we're a charity that works with ages from naught to 100 plus. We have a very wide remit on what we do. Education Plus with Channing and Brookfields is very special. People will know that I'm dyslectic. So to get education to those who also can't afford it, who are parents who are working full time, probably two shifts and still can't afford extra classes is also important so the aim is really to create services to work with partners like Channing to improve people's outcomes in their life and to I guess for me personally it's to ask people what they want us to provide and then try and deliver it not the other way around where we say this is what you're going to get the point about ensuring that enrichment what we would consider to be um you know, it comes just part of uh, naturally the, the the Channing ethos and, and what's provided. But this is about cultural capital, uh, not only in the education system, but also just outside in the, the real in the real world, what um, shouldn't be a luxury. It should just be part of one's everyday life and um, about opportunities. Um, unfortunately, there are some people who don't have uh, the chance to have those opportunities, things that perhaps others take for granted. And I think what we value about HNCP is what it can offer to um, a range of ages um, and those in the community. But particularly with Education Plus, we think about education in a more holistic manner. It's not just about extra lessons. Um, it's about the idea of providing opportunities which they, most students may not have because their parents may not have the time or the resources to provide that for those students. Um, so depending on, we have an, an iBrick club, which is about Lego, we have multi-sports, um, we have a science club that actually means going into a lab here at, at, at the school, we have Latin club. So there are things that, uh, you know, Channing can provide through Education Plus, which fits nicely with um, the HNCP ethos. 
and also the summer camp that we run with Channing School, it, it's all very um, great that we can do that, but we have to think harder about parents that don't have the kit to come to the summer camp. You know, have they got the pencils, paper, and anything else they need? It's not just about there's a place for you, go along. We have to dig deeper into each family's problems and to make sure that if there are barriers to stopping them coming, that we provide the kit. You know, some parents haven't got the money to do that. So it's about thinking about the whole family and not just about this is a place, off you go, because um, parents will not send their children, you know, if they can't have the shoes, socks, bag to go with it. It's about belonging as well. You have to deliver the whole product, not just one part of it. It's amazing that it goes into this level of, of depth, really, isn't it? Because it's not just a tick box exercise of, you know, this is how we're helping people in the local community by doing this. But it's actually thinking about the real families, the real impact and the real difference that it can be making. This summer school or summer camp, Jennifer, just tell us a little bit more about it. What's it all about? Yeah, so the summer camp, uh, which we, I think for the first time two years ago, was it that we, we started and it really aimed at students who perhaps over the long summer break will not get a chance to do anything other than stay at home uh, for whatever reasons and predominantly because their parents are, are working and they do not have the resources available to send their students off to camps. So the summer camp is at uh, Channing. Uh, last year was at um, Channing Junior School, which has been uh, just refurbished, renovated. So it was, it was great. It's aimed at students in year five and six and predominantly students who, as I said, who perhaps do not have the resources uh, that other students have. And we give them the, um, the equipment necessary for the camp, and that will be uh, pencils, pens, etc., water bottles, um, all of those things, because in the morning sessions, what happens, and there are about 30 students or so that, that come along, there are different activities which are associated with maths and problem solving, English, uh, but uh, creative writing, uh, it could be drama and um, science related you know, activities. Channing then provides them with a, um, a hearty lunch, um, also snacks throughout the course of the day. And then we're very lucky to have active day camps who come along and help us with uh, putting on activities, uh, sports activities for students in the afternoon. So they have a number of sessions relating to um, football, but it could be other activities that they've not done before. And they had an Olympics as their last session in the summer, which they really enjoyed. So it's about providing that opportunity. And it's a, a week after schools have finished. Um, and uh, this just is a great chance. And it, and I have to say, when you, when you see the kids arrive and, you know, they're so... They're so excited and really involved and really uh, grateful for the opportunity. And I have to say that that's quite humbling for us. So it sounds like this is really actually genuinely beneficial for the children as opposed to it being some kind of, you know, childcare service for the parents who might need to, you know, go back to work or something like that. Absolutely. I mean, one of the students would say that, th th that this will be it. Uh, in fact, the parent was, you know, reiterated this, that unfortunately this will mean that, you know, it will be the case that for the rest of the summer break, the student won't really get out that much. 
and they're thankful that uh, here's an opportunity for for you know their child to engage in different activities um, with other students and uh, so it's beneficial on so many on so many levels for the, the child as well as um, uh, for the family but also for um, our volunteers from both Brookfield and Channing uh, Junior School the teachers who are engaged in these activities you know they they put these lessons together and uh, really enjoy participating and meeting the students and it's during during their holidays so um, yes I, I think it's it's it, it's a genuine summer school. It's not just the idea that, well, we're, it's a babysitting club. No, that, that's really good to hear. Okay, now, Jennifer, you mentioned about Brookfield Primary School. Tell us about the other schools you're working with as well. Well, St. Joseph's, um, which is a Catholic school um, across the road from us, very local, is also we're also involved with, with them, and that's a, a fantastic collaborative uh, relationship. But in fact, if I could say that um, Brookfield primary school host our minimus club our latin club and st joseph's actually walked down to uh, brookfield to have the lessons which are conducted by um year 12 volunteers channing volunteers as well as one of our classics teachers and so that's that's wonderful but we have a reading with st joseph's so uh, some of our year 10 students go across to their breakfast club and read with key stage uh, one students and and that is so much that is so much fun um, our students love it and those students uh, yeah, St Joseph's line up to to read to our year 10 volunteers and then we have Ibrick here and also we offer German uh, a German club for students and that has been a real success uh, St Joseph's students have really enjoyed the opportunity to do something which is not offered at their school and for the first time they also students also came to our um, summer summer camp so that was quite um, you know, good for the Brookfield students as well because it's a chance to mix with others with other students. It's the case that we're also um, in contact with Whitehall Park School, which is just around the corner, and and they've just they have a new head teacher, so we're trying to build a relationship with them. We've had Yerbury School come up to us for uh, debating as well as philosophy. And um, students from St. Michael's have also joined our um, summer camp. So as far as the um, local state primary schools, we're building on the idea of Education, education Plus, uh, trying to be inclusive um, and looking at our environment and schools that where we believe it will be mutually beneficial to engage with. Jennifer, it's good to hear about students at Channing being involved in this from a, a volunteer point of view. Tell us more about what those students gain from being involved in this partnership program. Yeah, so I think in, in many ways it's about those soft skills, uh, that teamwork, uh, leadership, the ability to negotiate and work, particularly when they're working with primary school students um, and having to work with the fact that they're younger and, you know, they're of differing abilities and um, they have differing perspectives. And our students love to see that they're making a difference, but also it's making a difference to, to them that they enjoy going to, um, you know, reading club and helping a student who perhaps is struggling with their reading or with science club where they're doing experiments and uh, showing them what um, needs to 
you know, happen in the lab or problem solving where they're they're putting together um, fun tasks for students to do. So we really believe that for those volunteers, it's about um, that teamwork. The it is the giving back as well, um, and the leadership and understanding that you know our community is diverse, um, and so therefore they're engaging with this diverse community. Which let's let's face it, um, you know, uh, when they go out, um, you know, post Channing, when they leave Channing, they'll be meeting a number of different people, and uh, this is a great opportunity to. Uh, to engage with stu with students and and um, with families that are just different to them. It's good to hear about this kind of almost extended education that these children are going to be getting then at Channing. Andrew, tell us more about the other projects that you're involved in outside of Channing. So we do an afternoon tea with Channing um, once a month where people are invited to come and have some superb sandwiches and listen to some music. The interesting thing about that project is that people have never stepped over the door front of Channing School and some of the comments were would I be welcomed and how would I feel so once again it's breaking down what people's perceptions are so the more we share the better we all get to know each other the more we understand each other better as well we also put a football coach in Brookfield School I think for us because our remit is so wide from sports to food to welfare, mental health, advice. It's it's quite hard to get a grasp of what HNCP is. And it's evolving all the time and we're growing. I mean, the charity is about to double in size uh, this year. We create projects that people want us to do. And the new one is the essential food parcels. So any member of Camden Council's team or social services, someone fleeing domestic violence, there is a gap where people can't get a food parcel within two hours, day and night. So we look for gaps where there are services that are not being delivered. And that's really what we tend to do better. So we're looking really at what hardship is, um, redefining where our strengths are, but also what is the need? What should we be doing? And talking to people. I spend a vast amount of time talking to people on the street or having coffee because we haven't got a building. It's been a great opportunity. So I've never learned so much from people um, what they would like and what their needs are. A big need is where one family is in a one bedroom flat, the lounge is the parents' bedroom, the children have nowhere to learn. So again, it's about we should be providing learning spaces in Highgate Library or Channing after school. So it's it's really you can you don't know what people want or what the situation is until you ask. And I think that's probably what I like doing. That's the best part of my job. I could talk to you about lovely things that are coming up or things that probably what you expect me to say, but really until I've spoken to people and asked what they want and what we should be doing going forward this year. And really, I'm in the public's hands who we should be providing the services that they want, but also services that have meaning to their lives. But more important, people do not understand fully that people have no money. Some of the people we work with, they, they live from hand to mouth. So when we talk about a service costing two or three pounds, that can exclude that person. So it's very much about HNCP keeping its feet firmly on the ground 
and working with those people who have given up on life, who feel that they'll never, things will never get better. And really we're the last resort. And that's where I'm trying to steer this charity to support those people who have given up. I think um, the community lunches are a good example of what HNCP is all about um, because it's it's not just providing a, a hearty three-course meal for a pound and that price has been reduced to ensure that it can include people who um, can't really afford more than just a pound for, for a lunch. Is the idea that they can come together with other people and engage in conversation um, and feel part of a community because a number of these um, um, these guests who come to the lunch. Uh, actually, that's their main meal or their only meal, and really that they don't have any contact with talking to other people. And I think it's HNCP for, for me is about that they're thinking about the, the well-being, the whole person, um, the whole family. And I think that that is a good example, really, that community lunch um, where some Ch Channing students have come up, you know, have gone to the the lunches to help out with, um, you know, serving or just having a chat um, with these uh, with these people that, uh, you know, it's it's just a chance for them to come together and is really saying that basically fundamentally to understand how how people function that that, that you know he's he's really grassroots um, and the community lunch is a good example of an outcome of having those conversations with with people which which is what makes. Um, you know, HNCP H so good. And just, just to emphasise what Jennifer's just said, when the lunch was £2.50, uh, people would say to me, well, I can only afford to come two days a week and I want to come five days a week. Um, clearly that's not acceptable. So we acted upon what people said. So that's why the price was reduced. We found the funding to do it. Um, so again, it's sitting with people listening with people it's very easy to be hidden away in these jobs but if you do not sit understand people and hear people say well I, you know i want to come more often you know it's our job to make sure they can come five days a week and enjoy the lunch and that's exactly what my role is to ensure people get the services they're asking for. Fantastic. Well, Andrew and Jennifer, it's been great finding out more about this. Where can people go to find out more about, well, HNCP, but also the partnership with, with Channing and the partnerships that Channing's involved in? We have events coming up um, with the new build, which will be once a month held in Highgate Library, uh, different venues. And also, obviously, we've got a website. My email, they can go to the contact form on the website or my phone number is also, um, I shall make it available for people after this podcast. Well, we'll put that into the show notes. And Jennifer, on the Channing website, where could people go to find out more about this? On the Channing website, there is a dedicated section um, relating to partnerships, but also if um, there's access to our Twitter feed, um, you know, we post... A, some material there um, but if they do wish to get in contact with me they can um, they can contact me through the school office at at, um, at Channing so they're the ways at the moment that uh, people can find out a little bit more um, about the growing partnerships that that are happening here at Channing. Fantastic well look Jennifer and Andrew thank you both very much for your time I really appreciate you being here giving up your time here on a Monday morning. Thank you very much. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
So that was Jennifer Kung and Andrew Sanalitro talking all about partnerships and why they're so important at Channing. A big thank you to you both for taking time out for this episode of the podcast. To find out more, just visit the school's website. There's the HNCP website too. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.